You're listening to You Asked For It, a sermon series based on questions submitted by you. For more information about Elevate Church, please visit us online at www.elevatechurch.ms. All right, how are we doing, Elevate? We're doing good? Everybody's good? Yeah. Yeah, look at the person sitting next to you and tell them, you know, you sure look better this time than you did last time. Right? Now look at the person on the other side of you and just say, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, if you don't know me, my name is Robert Andrews. I'm one of the pastors here at Elevate Church, and I'm so glad you are joining us today. I know uh, Pastor Josh just gave us some of the announcements. Let me make just one more that just kind of came up. We're going to have to cancel our Wednesday night activities for this week. Everybody say boo. I know, man, I hate it too. Uh, but we want to ask you guys to be praying uh, for the teens and the preteens. We're going to uh, church camp this week, and so we're praying that God really does a great work uh, there. So uh, pray for me. Uh, I'm going to have to be in a cabin with kids, and I don't really like kids. I'm just kidding. I love y'all, but uh, sometimes. Uh, but anyway, so uh, just, yeah, but pray for, Wednesday, pray for the camp and no Wednesday night activities just for this week. Well, we are in our You Asked For It series. What we've been doing is giving you guys an opportunity to submit questions that you would like to hear a message on. And I want to encourage you to continue to submit those questions or topics over the next couple of weeks because uh, even if your question or topic doesn't get addressed in this series, you never know. Uh, it might turn out to be an entire series on its own. So continue to submit those questions. You can do that by grabbing an information card and on the back where it says prayer request. You can just write your topic there, your question there, and drop it in one of our offering drop boxes on your way out. Well, as we get started today, uh, let me ask this question. How many of you have ever been stressed out? Yeah, whoa, that was the quickest hands I've ever been up. Uh, man, I was reading an article this past week that said that 44% of people are more stressed out today than they were five years ago. So what that indicates is that our stress levels are not decreasing, they're actually increasing. We are more stressed out today than we have been in the past. This study also showed that one out of every five people suffer from extreme stress. They're not just stressed, they, they have extreme stress, stress that affects their body, it causes them to shake, they feel numb sometimes, their heart races, they don't sleep very well. They are depressed. Again, they suffer from extreme stress. And the study also said that 60% of all illnesses or all diseases have their root in stress. So I started thinking about it this past week. Again, what kind of stresses us out? What stresses us out. And I think the number one stressor for most people is money. You ever been stressed out about money? I got to get more money. How can I get more money? What can I do to, to make a little more money? It stresses us out. Something else that stresses us out are relationships. How many of y'all got a relationship that stresses you out? Don't point if they're sitting next to you. You know what I'm saying? But this study also showed that a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, some married couples are actually stressed by their spouse. You know, when you get married, you know, you say uh, to honor and keep and to help and to comfort, but instead they are stressing you out. So some of the people in this room today, you're probably sitting next to your stress. You know what I mean? Uh, some people here at the church probably left their stress at home in the bed. Uh, some of y'all checked your stress in at children's church. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, kids, 
kids, they, they sometimes they stress us out. I got three kids. I can say that, and I love my kids. But, man, they, they stress me out sometimes. Dad, 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 dad. What? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man, kids, they, they stress us out. I hate birthdays, and I hate holidays where my kids get presents. You know, not all presents, but some presents. You know, I really, I really hate those presents that come with that uh, tagline on them that says, some assembly required, right? Uh, that, that stresses me out. I remember when Sadie Kate got a, a Barbie dream house. She got a Barbie dream house, super excited about this dream house, and she's like, when can we put it together, Dad? When can we put it together, Dad? When can we put it together, Dad? And so I, I, we, we got a picture of that, the instructions right here. This is what the instructions look like. So she's like, when can we put it together? When can we put it together? And I'm looking at the instructions, and I'm looking at her, looking at the instructions, looking at her, and I finally just said, never! <laughs> I mean, these things, they stress us out. Deadlines stress us out. Got to be here by this time, and you got to be here in this place. You got to turn this in. You got to do, do that. Our jobs sometimes stress us out. Illnesses stress us out. Again, it's interesting that 60% of all illnesses and diseases are tied back to stress, but when we get sick and when we get ill, it stresses us out even more, right? It's a vicious cycle. Driving stresses me out. Does it stress you guys out sometimes? You're like, oh no, Robert, I never get stressed out while I'm driving. Well, you should get off the road. You're the person who stresses everybody else out. You know what I mean? It, dresses, it stresses us out. Holidays, do they stress y'all out? You got to be here for this amount of time and here for that amount of time. And I know some folks got to go to their family that they don't like, but you got to pretend like you do, right? You're like, it's so good to see you. We should do this more often. Anybody? It stress, stresses us out. Making meals, man. Shopping, it stresses us out. Come on, if you want to get stressed out, go to Walmart. Man, I went to Walmart the other day, and I needed help finding something. And I looked up, and there was a worker. I said, praise God, somebody does work here. And they were wearing that orange, or not orange, blue, smock. You know, that's what they call A little apron, something like that. Anyway, and so right there on the thing, it said, uh, may I help you? And it had that yellow smiley face. You know what I'm saying? I said, excuse me, ma'am. And she looked up, and she said, what? I just looked at her like this for about 15 seconds. And then I walked away, you know what I'm saying? But it stresses me I get stressed out buying Christmas presents. Anybody get stressed out buying Christmas presents? Man, because you got to figure out what to buy, right? And then you got to figure out where to hide the presents you bought for your kids so that they don't find them, right? And then you forget where you hid the presents, and you got to remember that. It's just, it just stresses me out. Seriously, sometimes in life we're so stressed out over what we're stressed out about that we forget what we're stressed out about, right? I just want you to see that stress is something that each and every one of us deal with, and it's not something that just happens once or twice a year. It really happens all year long. And so I got this, this rubber band here. How many of y'all ever seen a rubber band this big? A couple of people? Yeah, a couple of people. And so, you know, a rubber band, you know what a rubber band was made for? It was made to stretch. It was made to, to, to stretch. But uh, if you stretch this rubber band too much, you know what can happen? If you stretch this rubber band too much, it, it, can, it, it can pop, right? If you put this rubber band under enough, under enough pressure, under enough tension, you know what will happen? It, it will break. That's what will happen to, to this rubber band. And, and, and the, the truth of the matter is that some of us in our life, this is how we are. 
we're, we're just stretched. Anybody feel stretched, stressed out, so much tension, and we're having aches, and we're having pains. Some of y'all are like, please don't go up and hit him in the face. I see y'all going, oh, I wouldn't be able to preach, right? But we're so, that would stress me out. But we, some of y'all are stressed out like this. He's going to hurt himself. I mean, but we just get so stressed out, and so many people think, oh, I can handle it. I'll be all right. But again, some of the people in this room, your stress is causing you to have headaches. Your stress is causing you to have pains. Your stress is causing you not to be able to sleep at night. It is, it is affecting the quality of your life. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I know what it's like to break. See, about seven years ago, uh, I broke. Seven years ago, I really did. It was a Thursday night, and I was laying in my bed, and I just woke up, and my heart was beating out of my chest. My heart was beating out of my chest, and I mean, I could feel it beating. Looking down, I could, I could see my skin moving. I could see my heart, my heart racing. Uh, I was lightheaded. I was nauseated. I really thought I was about to have a heart attack or that I was having a heart attack. And uh, I said, you know, I, really, I'm not making this up. I went into Sadie Kate's room and Brandy Grace's room. They were asleep. And I kissed them both on the forehead. And I said, babies, I love y'all. They, they were still asleep. But I, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. And so... Finally, I made it, through the, made it through the night, and the next day I went to work, and I went into my office, and I shut the door, and I shut the door, and I, I laid on the floor just in, in the fetal position. I mean, and my heart was still racing, and I said, man, something's not right. I need to go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital, and they did all these tests on me, e, EK, I don't even know, EEG, EKG. They put me on a heart monitor, and they... They, they did so many tests, took blood work, and so they came back and they said, they said everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything checks out. You're, you're healthy. But the doctor said, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I think your problem is. And the doctor said, you're stressed. You're stressed out. And I thought, I ain't stressed out. You stressed out. I'm not stressed out. I can, I can handle this. But he was right. I wasn't sleeping well. I really was messed up. Why? Because sometimes I get so stretched. I was carrying too much, too much weight. See, sometimes as a pastor, really what you guys deal with, you know, it, it, I deal with. I deal with. And, and, and it hurts sometimes because I care so much for you. I mean that. So sometimes I feel stretched. And I know some people in this room, you know what this is like. You know what it's like to feel, to feel stretched, to feel tension, to feel pressure, pressure. And so sometimes we feel like we're going to break. Sometimes we feel like we're going we're gonna to pop. And again, it affects the quality of our life. So, so how do we deal with stress? What's the, what's the biblical way to deal with stress? That's the question that was submitted, and that's the question that we're going to talk about today. And the way that I want to really address this is I want us to look at a very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, but as we look at this passage, I don't, I don't want you to just tune it out because it's a familiar passage. I want you to really listen and look and hopefully learn something. But it's in Luke chapter 10. We're going to start in verse 38. The words will be on the screen for you. But here's what, here's what the Bible says. It says, As Jesus... And his disciples were on their way. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. 
She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me! Exclamation point. You know what Martha was doing right there? She stressed. She stressed out. She stressed out, I got to cook. I I, got to clean. She's stressed out by all the stuff she's got to do. And she's she's even having some relational stress right right there with her sister because her sister isn't meeting her expectations. And so she says, Lord, tell her to help me. Verse 41, Martha, Martha, Jesus answered. You're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Again, Martha, she was being stretched. She was, she was being pulled. And so what I want us to do, I want to, for the rest of the time we got together, I want us to, to see three stress-relieving principles right here from this passage that I believe will help each and every one of us. Three stress-relieving principles. How many of y'all, how many of y'all again, do you think this will help you? You've been stressed out before. This will help. Y'all put them hands up quick when we started, man. So how can we, how can we handle stress? The first thing that you've got to do if you want to really relieve the stress in your life is you got to get a grip on your pace. You got to get a grip on your pace. The Bible says in verse 40, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. You see that? You see that? By all the preparations that had to be made, Martha was busy, 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 busy. And how many of y'all know we live in a very busy society? Where we are busy, 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 busy. Busy is a word that each and every one of us use uh, multiple times a day. Honestly, when we were coming in, when people were coming in today, they'd say, how are you doing? And I had to fight the urge not to say, I've been busy. Because when people say, hey, what have you been up to? Oh, man, I've been busy. What, what, what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy, 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 busy. I'm busy. We often find ourselves busy just like Martha. We're busy trying to please others. We're busy with our work. We're busy with our hobbies. We're busy with our children. We're busy with all sorts of activities that we find in our lives and we find ourselves involved in and we find ourselves being stretched and overcommitted. But did you know that God did not create you and create me to be busy all the time? Did you know that? It's true. That's not God's plan for you. It's not God's plan for me. You see, if you were, he wired us to work, yes, but he also wired us with this need to rest. When you, when you, think, about, when you think about God, you know what I mean? When you think about the fact that, that I mean, he, he really gives us, he really gives us an example for us to follow, but in, in Leviticus chapter in Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 3, God is telling Moses, look, I want you to tell my people something very important. He says, I want you to teach them something. I want you to tell them something that they really need to understand. And here's what he says. He says, there are six days when you may work, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest, a day of sacred assembly. You are not to do any work. Whether you live, it is a Sabbath to, wherever you live, it is a Sabbath to the Lord. What is God saying? He's saying, you need to rest. You need to take a 
break. See, if you work seven days a week and 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 you say, oh, I can handle it. It'll be different for me. I can handle it. You'll find yourself being stretched. But think about God. God created the earth, right? He created the earth. Y'all know that, right? He created everything. And, and how many days did it take him to create everything? Six days. Six days. And then what did he do on the seventh day? He rested. Now, he's God. God didn't, God didn't need a break, right? God, God, is, God is perfect. He's all-powerful. He didn't need a break. But what he was doing was he's trying to teach you and I a principle to follow. Because, again, that constant stretch, that constant Tension, it's not good. How many of y'all, how many of y'all exercise? Anybody here you exercise? I walk every day. I walk with the Lord every day. Uh, man, <laughs> but uh, how many of y'all, how many of y'all, how many of y'all just are kind of like me and you just, you, you're just not real motivated to work out? Anybody here, you know what I'm talking about? How many of y'all would say, oh, I'm just too tired to work out? I, I know I say that too. I say that too. I saw this past week. Uh, I, was, I was actually scrolling on Facebook and it showed up on my news feed. I saw this past week that in the UK, uh, there's actually an exercise class that you can go, that you can pay, that you can sign up, you can go and do, uh, and it's full. But there's an exercise class that you can take, and it's called Napper-size. <laughs> Napper-size. Man, I could get behind that, Right? What you do is you go into this room with all these other people and you do a 15-minute workout, you know what I mean, light workout. And then what they do is they put you in another room. There are all these beds in the room and they've got fresh sheets on them and they've got, they've got this, this white noise playing in the background and you get a blindfold when you go in and you just crawl into bed and there are signs outside that say, quiet Please, napper size class in progress. And you nap for 45 minutes. People pay to do this. This is groundbreaking, man. At first, I'm like, what in the world? People, you've got a bed at your house. But then I thought what this really illustrates is, again, that there is this need for each and every one of us to step back. Take a break and to rest because if you don't break your pace, your pace will break you. If you don't break your pace, your pace will break you. So we've got to get a grip on our pace. The second principle I believe that you can find in this passage right here is that you and I need to establish and live by priorities. We need to establish and live by priorities. Look at verse 40 again in Luke chapter 10. The Bible says this, But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Martha thought, i got to do this, i got to do that, i got to do this, i got to do that, i got to do this. I'm running, 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 i got to do this. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You're worried and upset about many things. See what, see what God said there? See what Jesus said there? He said, you're upset about many things. Jesus, Jesus basically said, Martha, your priorities are out of whack. Your priorities, they're, they're, they're messed up. You see, and don't, don't, don't make a mistake. The things that Martha was doing here, they were good things. 
They were, they were good things. She wasn't out doing evil things. They were good things. She was busy doing good things. But if you and I are not careful, it's the good things that will rob us from the best thing. It's the good things that will rob us from the best thing. We get so busy, 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 busy with good things. Again, Martha was, Martha was missing out on connecting with Jesus Christ because of dirty dishes. Jesus is in the room next to her, and she's busy, distracted by things that have to be, to be done. Good was robbing her from the best. And aren't we like that? Man, aren't we like that? We're so busy with good things. We get upset with good things, but those good things, again, they rob us from the best thing. See, a question that you and I need to ask ourselves is, have we established priorities in our life? Have we? You say, oh, I'm busy, 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 busy. Well, have you established priorities? Do you even know what your priorities really are? Because if you haven't established priorities in your life, what's going to happen is you are going to find yourself constantly being pulled in a million different directions. You're going to constantly find yourself being stretched. If you haven't, again, established priorities. You've got to establish them, but you also have to live by them because it's one thing to establish priorities, and it's a completely different thing to decide you're going to live by them. But you at least do. You've got to, you've got to know them. See, your priorities might change in different seasons of your life, but for me, my priorities, this is kind of what my priorities look like. My priority, first priority would be God. God is important in my life. I want to read the Bible. I want to pray. I love coming to church. I love being with God's people. I, I really do. I, I, I want to seek God. God is a priority for me. Another priority in my life is my marriage, my wife. My wife is a priority to me. I'm not going to let my job come between me and my wife. I'm not going to let my kids come between me and my wife. True story. This past week, we're getting in the car, all of us. Amanda, me, uh, I don't think we had Lawson, but we had Brianna and we had Sadie. We're walking out the door and Sadie Kate says, Daddy, who do you love more? I said, girl, that's easy. I love your mama more. And she said, what? I said, yeah, I love, I love your mama more. I said, I said, I took a vow to stay with her for the rest of her life. Children aren't meant to stay. They're meant to go. One day you're going to leave the house, and I'm still going to have your mama. She said, but I want to stay with you forever. I said, mm-mm. I love your mama. I, I, so I make her a priority. My children, they are a priority to me, I play video games with Bri Brianna Grace because I know that's what she's into. I, I dress dolls and bears uh, in baby clothes because that's what Sadie Kate wants to do. We actually took some of Lawson's clothes this past week and dressed up a bear she got in some of his clothes she carried around. But I play, I play with my kids. I play with my kids because they are a priority. Once again, you have to know your priorities. And if you know your priorities, it's easier to say no to some things. It is. Some of you who are here this morning, you're so stressed out because all you ever do is say yes in your life. You say yes because you think you can please everybody, but you can't. You say, oh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. Look, if you think you can please everybody, please don't go walking in the woods by yourself. The squirrels will eat you. You're nuts, okay? You can't please everybody. You cannot please everybody. 
So we've got to establish priorities, but not just establish them. You've got to live by them. So uh, the third stress-relieving principle, not only do you got to get a grip on your pace and establish and live by priorities, but the third uh, biblical stress-relieving principle is this, focus on heaven instead of earth. Focus on heaven instead of earth. It's, it's really interesting to me what Jesus says in response to Martha being stressed out. I want you to see it. Starting in verse 41, Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Jesus, he looks at Martha, and he says, there's only one thing you should be worried about. Now, I can only imagine that when Jesus says this to Martha, that Martha looks at Jesus like he's done lost his mind. One thing. I mean, come on, man. Has your lady or your wife ever looked at you like you are crazy? Just mine? I'm sorry. Y'all don't want to raise y'all's hands. We in church. Y'all lying if you... But, I mean, it happens sometimes, and I can only imagine when Jesus said that, oh, Martha, there's only one thing to be worried about. She's like, Jesus, you've been out in the hot for way too long. The sun's been beating down on you. There are a lot of things that's got to be done. I got to vacuum. I got to cook. I got to do this laundry. Because you know, Jesus, if there's not a load in the washer and in the dryer, we are behind on the laundry. There are so many things that need to be done. Jesus, I got I to gotta make meals. Meals don't get made by themselves, Jesus. I, I, I got to do this. Jesus, you must have meant to say that there is plenty for me to worry and focus on what do you mean there's only one thing. Well, what I believe with all my heart that Jesus is trying to communicate with Martha is he's trying to communicate something to her about her perspective. Something to her about her perspective. Jesus basically says, Martha, you're focused on earthly things. And isn't that when you and I get stressed out? When we focus on all the earthly things that we got to do, I got to cut the grass. I got to, I got to do this. I got to do, I got to do that. I'm over here cleaning up, and my spouse is just sitting in the chair doing nothing while I'm over here folding laundry. They're not, they're not. Lord, tell them to help. Drinking their sweet tea over there. Tell him to help. Man, I got to go visit this person. I told him I was going to do something, but now I'm really too busy to go and do it. But if I don't go do it, they're going to be mad at me. Tell him to help. But you know what I'm talking about? We get, we get stressed out. I got to do this. I got to do that. We're, we're just constantly, we're just constantly stretched. And when we focus on earth, that's what happens. When we focus on earth, it's easy to get stressed. It's easy to get stretched Jesus says, Martha, only one thing is needed. Mary is spending time with me. She's chosen what is better. Folks, and listen to me. Time with Jesus. Time with Jesus will help relieve your stress. And I know some people think, you're just, you're just saying something spiritual, Robert. You're just saying something that sounds good, but I'm not. I, I can't really explain it. But here's what I believe with all my heart. Jesus Christ is not a liar. He's not. And I want you to see what he says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. 
Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus didn't say, I might give you rest. Jesus didn't say, I, I can give you rest, or you know, I could give you rest. Jesus says, if you come with me all stressed out, all worried, and with your anxiety, I will give you rest. Again, sometimes in my life, I get stressed out. Sometimes I don't take a break like I need to, and sometimes I'm just stretched. And I go to Jesus. And I'm like, Jesus, it's me again. I should have listened to you. I needed a break. I should have been resting. But here I am. Of all my burdens, all my worries, all my stress. And again, I can't explain it, but when, when I come to Jesus, he gives me rest, and that stress goes away. You say, I'm too busy to spend time with Jesus. Folks, you are too busy not to spend time with Jesus. You, you got to get to Jesus again. He says, come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Focusing on heaven, again, it relieves our stress. And listen, this wasn't a message that Jesus was just trying to communicate to Martha. No, this isn't an isolated passage. One time, Jesus' disciples, they were, they were stressed out. They were worried. Jesus had told them that he's going to die, that he's going to leave them. And so again, they are troubled. What in the world? And look at what he says in John chapter 14, starting in verse 1. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Jesus tells his disciples to focus on heaven. Again, when they're stressed out, Jesus didn't say, let me pray that stress away for you. Jesus didn't say, hey, here, let me take all your troubles away and just, just make them vanish. He didn't, say, he didn't say that because in this world you will have many troubles. But Jesus said, guys, you're troubled. Let me refocus your attention. Let me refocus your attention. Let me try to help you get your focus off of earth and on to heaven. Jesus is saying, don't focus on the now. If you really want to focus on something, you think about how great this place I'm preparing for you in heaven is going to be. And as you think about how great things are going to be, I mean, no more sickness, no more sin, no more sorrow, no more trouble, no more stress. When you think about how great that is going to be, it kind of makes all this disappear. It makes all this disappear. When you focus on eternity and the perfect place that Jesus is preparing for us where we will live for eternity, it makes our troubles on earth seem so much smaller. Jesus said, Martha, only one thing is needed. Get your mind on heaven. Get with Jesus and watch how your stress begins to decrease. See, I'm wrapping up. But the truth is, this is really how a lot of us feel right now. Stretched. We're stressed out. 
by everything that's going on. Well, there's a statue in New York. There's a statue in New York of the mythological figure, Atlas. And after, and Atlas was, was the leader of the Titans. And after Atlas is defeated by Zeus, he was basically condemned to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders. And there's a, there's a lot of us in this room. That's how we feel. Because if you really look at him, he's, he's straining. He's stretched to do this. He's, he's straining to carry all this weight. And again, that's how we are when we don't get a grip on our pace, when we don't establish and live by our priorities, and when we are focused on this earth and not on heaven, that's how we feel. But just down the road from this statue in New York is a church. And in that church, there's a, a picture, it's a painting, it's a painting of Jesus. And that picture, that painting, we got a picture of it here for you. But in that picture, Jesus is holding the world. Jesus isn't straining to hold up the world. Jesus very effortlessly is holding the world in the palm of his hand. Folks, that's why we look to Jesus. Because Jesus is bigger than our stresses. Jesus is bigger than our worries. Jesus is bigger than all of our troubles and problems. He's bigger than our stress. And that's why we look to Jesus. Jesus said Mary had chosen what was better, to be with Jesus. Have you and I chosen what's better? So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I don't know where you're at in your spiritual life, But I know because I live in this world too. I know what it's like to be stretched. I know what it's like to be stressed. And if you don't have Jesus, you'll never have peace. You'll never have rest. So maybe you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior. And again, you feel this constant tension. You feel this constant pressure. And you say, man, I want to I come to the one who's bigger than everything I'm facing. Again, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you want to, I'm going to invite you to pray right where you are. Father, forgive me for all of my sins. Father, forgive me for living for myself. I pray, God, today that you would save me, that you would mold me and make me into a completely new person, a person who puts their faith, hope, and trust in you alone. Fill me with your Holy Spirit to be who you want me to be. Today I confess you as Lord. I confess you as Savior. We're continuing to pray with, with our heads bowed and eyes closed, but I just wonder today if, if you prayed to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
I'm going to ask that you do me a favor, that you just kind of raise your hand so that I can know that God's speaking. Amen. You prayed to receive Christ. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Father, for new life. Thank you, Father, for those who have put their faith, hope, and trust in you. Father, I pray that you would help each and every one of us to be willing to surrender to you. Father, help us to be able to realize that we can come to you and that you promise to give us rest. Father, today, help us to respond to stress biblically. Father, help us to get a grip on our pace. Help us to establish and live by our priorities. Father, and help us to focus on heaven. I pray all these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.